0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in 1 John chapter 2, and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done. You've blessed us, you've blessed me, and I'm grateful you've forgiven me. You've watched over me. You've been by my side when I'm being stupid you've been there with me throughout my life and throughout my days and father I'm grateful for who you are and what you've done I'm grateful that you care enough about me that you died for me so lord I just pray as we go through this reading I just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and may it be you holy spirit who guides us may it be your wisdom and understanding we gain. And may it be the l- lesson learned that you want from us. May it be all you and nothing from me. I just praise you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, <laughs> chapter two is, it gives basically why the author, why John is writing this. And one of the things I th- I keep thinking about, and as we read, we'll s- we'll see some of this, is he's he's warning against false teachings. He's warning against leaders who now are professing something that's different from what the message of the disciples, and it's different from what Jesus was saying. And I think today about that, and in today's world, and A.W. Tozer, who we'll read some from, you know how he, if you've been with me, or you've read a lot of his work, he's pretty harsh on the American church because of the softness of the message. Yeah. And so we'll read some of his because basically, you know, when you think about it, when I think about it anyways, I think of false teachings. I think of, say, the the Muslim world where the prophet states you know, that Jesus is a good prophet, he was a good guy and whatnot, but he's not God. And same thing with say the Hindus and just various other religion. Heck, even uh even the more you know, the Mormons say the same thing that Jesus has a brother and that was Satan. So <clears throat> it's denying the deity of of Christ. You know, and I think about it, if Jesus is really just a really smart prophet, really good guy and a good leader and he's just one of the prophets, then he's a liar. And he really screwed all of us over because we're thinking of him as taking away our sins and he didn't. So then he's either the greatest solution to our sins and to our reconciliation to God, or he's the greatest liar and cause of people going to hell. Well, I have to think that no, he's actually God and he's the solution to bring us back and to bring us in alignment with God. So, there's a lot going on there, you know, back in the old, you know, the original church with false teachings. And so I just wanted to bring that up, raise that, because that's really what they were talking about. But it's also a lot of what we're talking, what we're experiencing in today's society. A very soft church that allows things to occur, teachings to occur that are very far from what God had intended. So with that, let's go to chapter two, verse one. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Jesus also said, "Because if you love me, you'll obey. You'll obey me. He goes on in verse 7. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard, yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And there's nothing in them to make them stumble. Well, see, this is always a struggle for me because I really don't like my brother much. My older brother, I just don't care for. He's a mean person. He's uh, basically separated himself from my sister and I. And so I always struggle with this. And I, and I have I search my soul all the time with it. Do I hate him? No, not at all. In fact, I love him, I guess. I, I have to say that. I'm just not going to put up with his treatment any longer. And if he doesn't want to be part of our family, well, then God bless you. Go do your thing. But this always makes me think about and, and pause because I have to check my motives and truly check my heart and try to be honest. Do I dislike him? Do I hate him? Or do I love him and I'm just disappointed? Anyways, verse 11. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Verse 12 I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am ra- writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, if anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged. So this is where you have teachers, you have pastors, preachers, who go out and they, talk, they share a false message. And A.W. Tozer, Tozer goes around, you know, focuses on that because of the soft, mealy-mouthed, not the, the, the American church. Anyway, so verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no one no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. So again, if I go back to my thoughts on other religions who claim that that don't you know, they claim that Jesus is a good guy because they don't want to insult us basically and that he was a prophet. But they don't admit that's just a lie. And what's interesting is Satan lies, he creates lies that have a an element of truth when they have a slight element some element of truth but a twist on it that's where you know where i've found in my life anyways that there's a lie and it's usually from satan such a person is the antichrist denying the father and the son no one who denies the son has the father whoever acknowledges the son has the father also as for you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you If it does, you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us. Eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches teaches you about all things, and and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you remain in him and now dear children continue in him so that when he appears we may be confident and unashamed before him as at his coming if you know he, that he is righteous you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him so basically as i go through this i think about it in today's world how do i how does this relate to me because I look around, and there is so many false teachings: a) that Jesus is just a prophet; b) that Jesus does, it was just a man; c) that we now have churches having trans drag shows. Um, there is one in Texas that just did that. We now have this whole concept on, you know, male female. We now have this concept of my own truth that there is no true truth. It's just your own personal truth. There is a truth, and it's from God. It's outlined in the Bible. There is a truth, and it is black and white. It is either or. And that's really where Tozer comes in. But there's so many false teachers out there, just as in those days that John was writing. They're here today in great numbers. And you can see the result when you don't have God in your life. Think about what's happened all the killings that are occurring, all the perversions that are occurring and people are miserable people cannot be any they can they're going to be but the misery in our society is immense i think about that person there's a person on youtube who just hates christians and all she did she got up in front of a some school board i think and she just screamed and it's like my goodness the, the misery this person's in experiencing is is just outstanding and not in a good way. So anyways, A W. Tozer states in chapter 2 verse one, where it reads, "My dear children, I write this to you that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. When you read the Bi- when you read your Bible, instead of wondering about it, say to yourself, God wrote this and God is faithful, God cannot lie. For example, Read John one set first John one seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's a heartening and wonderful truth. If you are a Christian who may have sinned, I have heard people say, "I don't believe in sinning Christians." I don't either, but I meet a lot of them. I don't think Christians ought to sin, and I don't think we ought to make light of it. I think that when a Christian sins, they're doing a deadly, dangerous, and terrible thing. But I also know that the Holy Ghost said, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And he also said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive, uh, forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, here's, the sa- here's something you may have never noticed. He is faithful and just and will will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God promised he would forgive and he is faithful to do so. But it says he is faithful and just to forgive. Justice is on our side now. Instead Instead of justice being against us and grace being for us, The blood of Jesus works such an amazing wonder before the throne of God and before the presence of man that now justice has come over on the side of the returning sinner. And when the sinner comes home, there isn't a thing standing between him and the very heart of God. It's all been swept away by the blood of the lamb. You know, the other day we were reading and it talked about basically the joy of the Lord. Our lives are to be full of joy and happiness. Think about it, we now have the ability to reach into and experience the very heart of God. That's amazing. And I just think when we really understand it, it's gonna be an even more amazing day. Because I don't understand it completely. I don't have it completely in my grasp but God's heart, who he is, is totally available to me because I've been purified and sanctified by Jesus. It's an amazing event. I'm so thankful because I don't deserve it. But it's he's just to do it. It's crazy. Anyways, with that, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. I just can't say enough times. Thank you. The fact that you've forgiven me, the fact that I can fellowship with you is amazing. And I just pray that I would understand what that really means. What does it really mean to fellowship with you, to have access to you every day, all day? And I just pray, Lord, that we would understand that more as we go about our readings as we go about our days, may we fully grasp what it means to love you and to be in you. And may we also learn to forgive and to love others as ourselves. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy in his Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.